How about me? What? I said me. You're going to have to explain that one to me. Oh, we will. Oh, we will. Okay, it's going to be an interesting show, isn't it? Hey everyone, I'm Caitlin Burns. And I'm Oliver Ash Klein. And you're listening to Cancel Me Daddy. The show where we take a closer look at all of the panic round cancel culture. With thoughtful analysis. And verbal shitposting. So, Caitlin, there, there were so many things to talk about this week. We really had to narrow it down because the reality is we could probably do a show like every day. <laughs> Yeah, there was so much that happened this week, like the M&M's thing. Like normally that's right in our wheelhouse and we unfortunately won't have time to get into it. But can we talk about it for a quick second? We should absolutely talk about it for a quick second. What what are your hot takes, Caitlin? I don't have any hot takes. I'm just marveling at the fact that apparently Tucker Carlson wants to have sex with a bite-sized piece of chocolate. Wait, What? Yeah. Did you hear about this? No. Okay. So you know what M&M's did, right? They had a whole rebrand and like the, what is it, the green M&M is no longer going to wear go-go boots. They're going to wear sneakers. And Tucker Carlson went on his fucking show and had like the the banner that was like non-binary green M&M or something. And he was going on and on about how M&M's won't be satisfied until nobody's turned on anymore. And I'm like, my dude, it, it, it's a chocolate mascot. Like, are you okay, bro? Like, Look, I'm not going to kink shame Tuck Carlson, but, <laughs> but <laughs> um, maybe if they're all up in arms about, you know, no sexuality, like, are they so worried about, like, sexuality and children? Aren't M&Ms, like, marketed towards children? Like, what, like, I, what, whatever. There's, there's so much hypocrisy. And also, I don't care about any of it. Like, Fox News is mad about it because it's, quote, unquote, woke or whatever. And, like, I'm just, like, it's PR nonsense to make M&Ms more, like, interesting to people and get, like, PR, right? Like, it's not yeah. actually... Uh, some of the changes, like, with the green M&M feel very, like, second wave, like, faux feminism bullshit. And I'm just, like, whatever. Who cares? <laughs> I mean, can we talk about the fact that the company is being sued about child slavery? Like, I feel like that should take precedent over like what these fictional pieces of chocolate are wearing on their feet i'm sorry that's just me maybe i'm a killjoy i don't know like let me know (laughs) i mean i mean like you might be a little bit of a debbie downer but also this is the world that we live in um and we need to like face the reality instead of being distracted on the internet by colorful m&ms there you go and that was just one of many topics that we weren't able to get into i mean we could have talked about the entire internet piling on aaron Rodgers for being an anti-vaxxer and losing in the nfl playoffs like there's so many things that we could have talked about uh this week but uh we do have a very good show for you today <laughs> you heard our opening um there was an incident involving me on the internet this week that we're going to break down in more detail a bit later i think it was and- last week we're, we're going to cancel you for misremembering a date, which is a little bit, yeah. uh, sorry, a little, little, little too close to home, maybe. 
<laughs> we're gonna break it down. We're gonna get my thoughts on it. I've had a lot of time to think about it now, so pardon me as I get in my feels. Uh, <laughs> and uh, our second segment also is going to be a banger, but we'll leave that as a cliffhanger. Yeah, and before we get into the show, I want to flag that we have hit 100 patrons on our Patreon, which is like a huge milestone for us. It's really amazing. Thank you, everybody, for your support. We're just so blown away. Who knew this little project of ours would end up being this well-received? I I certainly wasn't sure at the beginning, maybe. (laughs) Really? Because you're great, Caitlin. (laughs) You're, like, fucking incredible. Um... Yes, but I have confidence issues. (laughs) Fair, fair. I do too. I get it. I get it. Um, Yeah, no, I'm like really, really proud of what our show has become and how we've grown. And, you know, we're going to have our our first live show in uh, a week. We're really excited about it. Uh, One thing I did want to say is we are going to be taking questions from patrons who are in our Discord um, which is the $5 a month support level. So if you wanted to take part in that, definitely sign up for our Patreon. Yeah, and then so anyone will be able to watch, but only our um, patrons will be able to ask questions and engage exactly. in that way. Exactly, thank you. Um, and we're very, very excited to do <laughs> our first live show. This is going to be a big, big milestone for us. Yeah, totally. Lots of big milestones right now. Feeling good. Um, check our Twitter account for more details on that. We're still kind of working it out. Yeah, and then for our, if you're a patron of ours, we will email you out the details as well. Totally. Okay, so Caitlin, you had a rough time on the internet since our last episode. Yeah, it wasn't fun. First of all, I am so sorry. It's like fine. so much bullshit. It's really fine. Um, do you want to give listeners a rundown on just the like what happened? Yeah. So the short story is is um, I was really frustrated with some of the news coming out a couple weeks ago about the Biden administration response to the pandemic and how they're handling things. So I made a tweet that said something to the effect of, and this is not a direct quote, so I apologize, but it was uh, my hottest take is that I got two jabs under the Trump administration and Biden is telling us to Google it. And it was just like an off the cuff thing. I was frustrated. I just fired off a tweet and forgot about it, basically. Except I made a huge mistake. I got vaccinated under biden i don't know how i didn't remember that i I swear to you it was an honest mistake that i just misremembered the dates right because biden came into office in january 2021 and i got vaccinated in april and may um okay i'm gonna i'm gonna interrupt you real quick before you go on because we are talking about like the difference of three months during a time where all of the days blurs together and we've been stuck inside, right? And there are jokes all over the internet about how every day is the same and this these last two years all feel like the same week. So like just I just think that 
it's very understandable that your brain like did that yeah well, the other thing too i'll get to this a little bit later so uh what ended up happening was the whole like weird biden kamala harris like stand part of twitter basically descended on me so i had thousands of people like quote tweeting me calling me a liar there were people saying oh msnbc should fire her by the morning this is unethical blah 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 um, for an honest mistake. And, and people who know me and know my work know that I own my mistakes. What Part of the issue was, in order for me to use Twitter with as many followers as I do, I only have notifications turned on for people who follow me or who I follow. Um, and I didn't realize my mistake until the following day. Um, when I did, I immediately deleted and issued a correction on my Twitter timeline. Um, I apologized for it as well. And like people just took that as further red meat <laughs> to jump on me. Um, and I made the decision to lock down. This is pretty standard for me when, when large dog piles happen. Um, and I thought, you know, I'll just wait it out a couple of days and it'll all go away. <laughs> Except it didn't go away. <laughs> and there were very prominent people, many of whom I respected, who were just straight up making up lies about me, calling me like secret QAnon, secret Trump supporter. <sighs> like um, people said I single-handedly am going to get Trump reelected. And... Eventually, I unlocked my account and felt like I had to fight back. So that's like the the the, the four one one of what happened, basically. Uh, but I have some thoughts on this. I didn't lose my contract with MSNBC. In fact, in the middle of it all, they contacted me to write something for them. So like that's all fine. Like those people didn't get what they wanted. Uh, and I was happy about that. I'm not even sure that the people at MSNBC even cared about it. Um, but this is something that happens to trans women on the internet a lot. Mm -hmm. And this is the part that I want to talk about. Um, I've been there, done that with dog piles. Like this one, I don't even think was the worst one that I've ever had. I mean, I've had... <laughs> you know, TERFs, I've had Milo Yiannopoulos stands come after me, Ben Shapiro fans coming after me. Like, I, everybody on the internet has dogpiled me at some point. Um, but th this is something that happens to trans women too often. Mm -hmm. The frustrating part about it is people were, like, pointing out to the dogpilers, hey, you're dogpiling a trans woman for the fourth or fifth day, like, maybe just chill. And they're like, no, this time we have a reason. All those other times we didn't have reasons, but this time we have a reason. But every time that a trans woman gets dogpiled on the internet, there is a reason. But it always keeps happening to trans women. The only reason I was able to survive it is because I have worked my ass off to establish myself as somebody who is a good journalist, an honest tweeter, somebody who admits to my mistakes, um, 
And I was willing to fight back against it with my 64,000 followers. So the most outrageous stuff, I was quote tweeting and clapping back at. Like, this is how I ended up surviving this. Not everybody has that luxury. I mean, I thought Mm -hmm. back to our Isabel Fall episode that we had a while back with Emily Vanderwerf. And like, she didn't have that network or reputation Mm -hmm. to fight back against the people who are dogpiling her. Like, so many other trans women that I can think of who have been literally run off the internet didn't have this that I did. So I'm lucky in that regard that I was able to survive it. <laughs> um, but I really want people to just sit back and think about this stuff. Like, was it really worth like coming after me for six days <laughs> because I forgot the date when I got vaccinated Like, yeah, I was taking a shot at Biden. I admit it. I think Biden kind of sucks right now. Like, that's not helping Trump get reelected. It's just my opinion, which, by the way, I'm paid to give political opinions. (laughs) Um, It's literally my job. Like, I've always held politicians to account in all of my jobs I don't get paid to be a cheerleader for a party or for any politicians in particular. My job is to criticize. And is it really worth dogpiling me for that long? You're dogpiling anybody for six days? Like, what are you doing with your life that you're like, yeah, I'm going to spend an entire week just bullying this person. You think you're a good person when you do that? No, fuck you. And like, It made me think a lot about the discussions that we have on this show. You know, I, I took it in stride. I, you know, me, I joke about everything. I was like, Oh, I'm getting canceled. I wasn't really getting canceled. Like I wasn't actually worried about getting quote unquote canceled. I realized that that was all just part of the show or whatever, but like, how did we get to this point where this is like a form of entertainment for people is what I want to know. And, and are we missing this when we talk about other cases of dogpiling on the internet? Is my question. I think that, you know, one of the things that this brings up that we don't talk about a lot is there is a specific type of dogpiling that where like someone gets something like a little bit wrong or a little bit inaccurate, right? It's clearly like, not an intentional mistake it's clearly like i misremembered something i mistyped something and like people just go at them for for days right like i think that that we don't often talk about that because there's such a lack of substance to it right like the 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 reason that someone is being quote-unquote canceled or dogpiled or however you want to put it like is so ridiculous and asinine that it like doesn't usually it doesn't make for like strong analysis because it's just like people on the internet being assholes and harassing people right but like you know i feel like you specifically like as a trans woman and a journalist and as a trans woman who's a journalist who's writing about politics to me like that was trying to silence you around that because you like dare to write about what you write about and you dare to like speak out and be mouthy or whatever and that is like really fucked up and disturbing 
it's not actually about anything that you said. It's about like nitpicking and being hypercritical mm-hmm. about like a silly snarky tweet. And that's like quite quite alarming. There was a lot a lot of really negative reaction to the fact that I was willing to snark back at people. And they're really? like, you should be you should have more contrition with this. And I'm like, bro, this is like day five of a dog pile. What what are you on? <laughs> I don't know. I think I think people get to respond to harassment in whatever ways work for them, like full stop. I mean, we talk a lot about, you know, it's not cancel culture, it's accountability culture. I took accountability as soon as I realized what I did. And that still wasn't good enough for a lot of people. I I cannot believe that like people were like genuinely accusing you of being like QAnon conspiracy theorist. And like spreading QAnon misinformation. Like what the fucking hell? It got to the point with one particular account who I don't want to name um, where I did consider consulting with an attorney because it was, I felt, entering a, a libelous territory. But I chose to handle it a different way. Um, and we both came to an understanding. So that was good. I'm so sorry. What a what a nightmare. Yeah. Uh, the other thing I want to say too, you know that we don't name names on this podcast very often with this type of stuff, but there was one particular journalist. I won't name him. The guy has had me blocked for years, and he is one of those weird Biden Harris people. He literally unblocked me just to start the the dog pile on me. That's so unprofessional. It felt to me like he was waiting for me to say something he could jump on so that he could do that. I don't know. It's It was seemed very weird to me. I mean, I think that you likely have to think a lot more and be a lot more intentional and thoughtful about what you tweet than I do. Like, because there are people who are, like, keeping an eye on you. And that's, like, really yeah. messed up. Like, that's just really, like, A, who, who fucking cares? Yeah. You know, I, I think that, you know, that's the case for a lot of trans women, but I think that because you kind of exist in this intersection of politics and speaking out about politics um, in a way that is, like, on the national level and for a lot of, like, bigger publications, that, like, mm-hmm. there is that surveillance of you, I guess. Yeah. I mean, is that do – do you feel that when you're, like, tweeting? Yeah. I've definitely felt it recently. Like, sometimes I – sometimes I forget and I – you know, I'm thirsty on Maine or whatever. Um, but like, I felt that these last couple of, of weeks where there have been, you know, others have made really, I thought, excellent points criticizing Biden. And I don't, I haven't retweeted them or I haven't, you know, added my thoughts to any of it because I don't want these people to like come after me for another week. So there is a very real effect on, you know, how I post and what I post now. Um, And we'll see how long that lasts, but it is something that's at the back of my mind now. Yeah. I think that like, this is kind of a example of when we talk about like, who is kind of silenced by the dog pile by cancel culture. It's like, there's a huge difference between like me and like Josh Hawley, who we talked about in our very first show a year ago. (laughs) (laughs) 
you know, having his book go to a different imprint of the same publisher to get published. And he was saying, oh, I've been canceled in silence. Now there's a huge difference, right? Like it's much easier to silence me and cancel me than it is really any of the people that are complaining about cancel culture, especially the politicians who can call up any of the TV networks tomorrow and get a slot. I think that when we're talking, when there's like a dog pile, right, on someone who is not like a powerful politician, a famous celebrity, uh, you know, someone who actually has like real institutional power, um, it actually often can lead to silencing in a way that it doesn't with folks with institutional power. Yeah. Yeah. And I think my final thought on this is like, I loved the people who are like, no, it's not that she's trans. It's just about ethics and journalism. And I'm like, hmm, I've heard this song before. This sounds like Gamergate Mm -hmm. logic. Yeah, I think we could just leave it on that note. (laughs) Caitlin, I got to say, I'm really mad at the Internet for making this one of the segments that we're talking about. We are going to be talking about the uh, West Elm Caleb debacle. Um, I'm just, I'm so angry at the internet for making me think about fuckboys, making me, like, I left my heterosexual life and divorced myself from heterosexuality a while ago. And I just, like, out of sight, out of mind, don't want to think about gender relations between cis people, don't want to think, and and now I have to think and talk about it and, like, maybe say the vigilante justice um, against the fuckboy has gone too far, and that just, that makes my heart hurt. I don't like this. (laughs) (laughs) So, I am in complete agreement Uh, In fact, when this first came up, I literally tweeted, I don't want to know anything about this. I'm too old for this shit. But I have to, I have to ask, I have to ask. And this is speaking as a straight trans woman here. Are the streets okay? No. Absolutely not. Everybody everybody looks bad in this. Okay, so the people who aren't as online as we are are probably listening to this going, what the fuck are they talking about? Um, okay, so I, I'm i going to try to explain it, but you might have to jump in and and, and help <laughs> me out because I was, yes. I was delving into this this morning because uh, this morning you were like, actually, we're going to talk about West M. Caleb. And I was like, shit, I have to actually know something about it and have smart thoughts about it. <laughs> I have to think about heterosexuality again. Um, <laughs> I mean, you would have had to think about heterosexuality even if it was Eminem. So, yeah, but that's that's uh, it's yeah. OK, fine. Fine. <laughs> it's it's different, though. I you know, I have to have to think back to to my days of dating those fuck boys. <laughs> You know, there's there there's there's some unresolved trauma that I haven't worked oh through. So what happened here? Explain this. Okay. So basically, this guy Caleb, he's he's this guy in New York. Mm-hmm. He's a serial mm-hmm. dater who, you know, is accused of ghosting people, um, sending at least one person an unsolicited nude photo, mm-hmm. um, showing a lot of initial interests. Um, and then ghosting, things like that. So, so like kind of uh-huh. typical like fuck boy behavior. 
um, dating a lot of women at the same time, not being necessarily um, transparent about yeah. what's going on, um, which is like, and he's, and he's a six foot four furniture maker from Brooklyn. And so some women on TikTok figured out what was going on and started like making TikToks about their experiences with Wes at Elm Caleb. Um, and mm-hmm. now the internet's out for blood, right? <laughs> yeah, the guy's been doxxed apparently, and like people are trying to get him fired from his job. Yeah, I I think that that's one of the most disturbing things: the way that people are trying to get him fired by his job. Like a lot of cis women are mm-hmm. projecting all of their frustration about all of the fuckboys in their lives on Wes Elm Caleb, mm-hmm. and the frustration and the rage that they have about the fuckboys is very justified oh totally but projecting it all on one person is uh misplacing it yeah it's a it's a case study and misplaced outrage and how the internet and algorithms can really uh fuel that to unhealthy and bad heights yeah i think that uh there's a couple of things that i wanted to get to this actually the first is it is undeniably wrong to send unsolicited nude photos to people who like don't want them. Oh, right? absolutely. Like, right off the top. And that has sort of been the excuse to go after him and try to ruin this guy's life. I don't necessarily think that, you know, sending an unsolicited dick pic or whatever to one or two women justifies you losing your job have you ever has it has anyone doing this ever been on grinder like 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 it's not okay yeah people make their profile photos (laughs) (laughs) like it's definitely not okay but in the context of like in the context of app dating yeah yeah, it's not that surprising or out of the ordinary, even though it's not great. And not to say, not to excuse behavior that's fucked up and not surprising and out of the ordinary, exactly. but like, you know, we we are, col- there is this collective rage directed at this one guy who is doing what yeah. a lot of cis men do. I've had, have, I've had all of those things happen to me, by the way. Yeah. One thing that I do want to say is that that I, I haven't seen in the analysis a lot of like a lot of the analysis that I've been seeing has kind of said like, oh, the dick picks the, the worst. And this is actually the only thing we should be all that concerned about. But it actually, to me, mm-hmm. sounds like kind of reading, reading what people have been saying, reading the analysis that like he lied to sleep mm-hmm. with women. Right. Like there, there was definitely yeah. some lying and the intention was to get in their pants. And to me that like. It is boundary crossing definitely the first man ever to do right that. like that is that is boundary crossing that is not okay like that that to me yes. is actually more fucked up than getting a dick pic like i'd much rather get an unsolicited yeah. dick pic than someone like lie to me to get in my pants um and so i i do think that that is like quite alarming and bad behavior that hasn't that for whatever reason yeah. that hasn't uh, been what kind of the the crux has been but again this is like someone who is not a public figure he shouldn't be held responsible for for the trauma that everybody has around these same type of men i mean i've had men do these things like my version of us i'm caleb uh ghosted me twice actually which is fun um i actually had a, his name in my phone as ghost boy at one Oof. point um but he was not a six foot four furniture maker from Brooklyn he was 
like a five foot ten insurance executive from fucking Maine or whatever. All, all those things that that guy did to those women have been done to me. I've had numerous men ghost me over the years. I haven't even had. I haven't even had dating apps on my phone since before the pandemic started because I I decided in 2020 that I just wasn't in a place where I wanted to date and then the pandemic happened and I was like oh this is convenient and I just haven't gone back to it right but I don't think this is the feminist cause that some people want it to be. No, it it isn't. And I think that one of the things that I'm kind of finding frustrating about the response is that like people are downplaying how bad the behavior is because it's so normal, mm-hmm. right? Because it's so mm-hmm. normalized, because it's so pervasive and saying like, oh, like he, he doesn't deserve this. It's not that bad. We see this all the time. And it's like, well, we see this all the time and we shouldn't collectively like put our rage on this man, right? But like these patterns of behavior are actually really bad. It's really disrespectful and and not okay behavior. Yes. Um and I think that that gets to like these are more bigger systemic problems, right, with gender relations. And I've been thinking a lot about the the women who have been like speaking out and sharing kind of their stories because I feel their rage in my bones (laughs) like um and and I get it and I actually don't like a lot of people have been criticizing um the women who are speaking out against him and I actually yeah I think for the most part they are actually not the problem like I think that um some of them have been sharing his photo and I think that like that's not okay um but you know I think for the most part we're talking about People on TikTok, you know, the nature of TikTok is you overshare and there's drama and that drives engagement, right? Like that is that is the whole yeah. that is the whole thing about TikTok. And also the way that we use social media is like we a lot of people, it's a lot of influencers on TikTok, like share personal stories, like vent about life. Like that is like what is going on on that app a lot of the time. And hell, that's what's going on on Twitter a lot of the time. And so, you know, I think that the criticisms of these women is actually being misdirected about the way we more broadly use social media. Um, Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, for the most part, what they're, you know, besides maybe sharing his picture and things like that, like nothing really is crossing any kind of lines to me, but it's, it's how the internet has like, it kind of like collectively like became the swirl and it's more of a issue with um, the algorithms and how we're using social media because honestly like one of the only things I think that like women have to just kind of like deal with the trauma that is date being someone who's dating a cis man is to vent mm-hmm. right yes. and, like they should be totally. able to vent damn it <laughs> yeah I think that the internet is a very poor like it's not the internet's job to punish this guy in my opinion no. and I think that's the biggest part of the problem. I was thinking about this today and I was like, well, what would this, what would have happened if this had happened before the internet or like in the very early stages of the internet before like social media was a thing? Because (laughs) I'm dating myself here, but that's the last time I was on the dating market before I got divorced. So I, I remember this time. I think what would have happened is eventually this guy would have hurt like a friend of a friend in his own friend group, right? Oh, yeah. And they would have dealt with it as a a friend group. And I think that would have been a much healthier outlet to 
reform this guy's behavior so that it doesn't happen to other people. But venting on the internet is great and should be encouraged, but people shouldn't necessarily be finding enjoyment out of like entertainment value out of this and then turning it into this sort of faux feminist crusade where they're attacking this one guy, right? I think that's the line that gets crossed here that makes people really uncomfortable with everything um, that's happening to him. Cause like, I don't want to defend this guy. He sounds like a dickhead. Oh, yeah. I <laughs> like, I hate the internet for, for making me yes. say anything that is not this man sucks. <laughs> like, <laughs> yes. Exactly. I think he does suck. I just don't think he deserves to have his life ruined by the internet. Right. Totally. But I think that's where I've come down on it. And I'm not sure how to stop this sort of thing from happening. Men do shitty things to women all the time. I had one guy who got kicked out of his apartment once. He had nowhere else to sleep. So it was either he hook up with me on a dating app or he sleeps on the street. I didn't feel so great, you know, when I found that out. I didn't go out and, and I mean, I vented to my friends on the internet. I even probably tweeted about it without using his name. But like, I don't want that guy's life to be ruined. He did something really shitty to me, but like, I don't think you should get fired or get kicked out of school or whatever. So I don't know. I think we need to stop using the internet as like a force multiplier in these situations. But I don't know who can stop that. That's the thing. Like, Right. Like, how do you have like people can still vent on the Internet and talk about their experiences and like things like this don't snowball out of control like this? Yes. Like. There are corporations now who are making like cutesy little marketing tweets about West Elm Caleb and I'm like, fuck off, corporations, silence brand like don't be doing this. Like, this is not your thing. Yeah, it went viral, but like shut up it's annoying like anybody that does that any brand that that is tweeting about west home caleb won't say any dollars of mine because i think it's just disgusting it's so tacky sort your own house out it's like if corporations want to support women on the internet they could start by paying a fair wage i mean (laughs) yeah mic drop um yeah i mean i'm gonna i'm gonna get on my soapbox for 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 just a second opine to us cancel daddy like i just think a lot of people are really bad at dating and like obviously like west elm caleb was lying and manipulating and so may not may not avoid this particular fuck boy um but i think that like you know i was watching one of the videos of someone complaining about west elm caleb and she was Mm -hmm. saying like Oh, yeah, he asked me, like, what my intentions are. And I told him that, like, I wasn't dating anyone else. And then I didn't ask him about his intentions. And, like, she might have asked him and he might have lied, right? Totally possible. Totally possible. Would not not be surprised. But, like, it's, like, you got to check in with people. Make sure you're on the same page. Uh, Mm -hmm. I think a lot of problems with dating... Not not all of them, right? There's still a lot. There are a lot of problems with dating, and there are a lot of um, people who will manipulate and lie and be assholes. But you can avoid at least some problems with dating by direct communication and like yeah. saying what your expectations are and making sure you're on the same page. Um, when I was dating 
um, in a heterosexual way. I was only looking for monogamous relationships and, Mm -hmm. and I really wasn't interested in hooking up. And before I was like really direct and communicated about that, I got hurt by people who like didn't mean to hurt me and who weren't trying to hurt me. Now, once I was direct and communicated about that, the people who hurt me were fucking assholes, right? (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. But then I I was able to find more people that I was on the same page with and moving through dating in a similar way. And I understand that like um, women being taught to people please and kind of men often having the power in dating situations mm-hmm. because of the way that gender dynamics work and scarcity and blah, blah, blah. And so like I understand that like sometimes that's easier said than done. Um, and there are, you know, bigger forces yeah. than just like two people in the same place like talking about what they want that are going on there um and then my other soapbox thing which you may bristle at let's hear it if if there is all of this collective rage and so many women are so so upset and not getting what they want out of a heterosexuality like like maybe some of those folks should explore other options i mean like like obviously obviously not everybody is is queer right like obviously that doesn't work for everyone but like I wouldn't have figured out. I don't think that if I if, that I was trans and that I was queer, if it weren't for all the fuck boys who made me be like, you know, I don't like this. <laughs> like, I just re- there's got to be yeah. better ways to live. There are, there are the the other pastures are so much greener. I mean, not to say that all queer people are great and like there's never any friction or problems with crew dating, but um, I am finding it to be yeah. much better, much much better. So the only thing I'll say to that is <laughs> the existence of heterosexual women is proof that sexuality is not a choice. <laughs> See, I said that for many years, Caitlin. I said that for many years. So, you know, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just, I'm just saying. I also, like, I made out with a lot of women before and I was like, yeah, that was fine, but this isn't for me. I, I I just had to find the right people. Yeah, I mean, I I call myself straight because it's the easiest label to give myself, but it's not one hundred percent. This is the gay agenda. <laughs> anyway, this has gone in a direction I think we didn't necessarily expect at the beginning. <laughs> Angry quote tweets next week. This show recruits innocent women into depravity. <laughs> We're about to get banned from a Texas high school over here. Oh, I don't think they're letting the kids play our podcast in a Texas high school. I really hope not. <laughs> um. So, Caitlin, are you ready for some out-of-context cancellations? Yes. This first one. Yes. We're going to cancel some weird Twitter brigades. Wow, I feel like we have context for that. <laughs> Our whole first segment. <laughs> I promise I didn't I didn't suggest this one. I promise. How about we cancel unions who side with the employer more than workers? Yes, I think that we should get rid of them, but we need to replace them with better unions because otherwise then there's no union. And that's true. Never siding with workers. So, yeah. but yeah, those unions aren't doing what they need to do and need to get their shit together. I'm glad I don't know the context on this because I would be very angry at this union. Yeah, I'm I'm angry at this union. 
Yeah. Um, we've got some NFT canceling to do. Love it. Let's get to it. We are canceling the Internet Archive, which is a great resource, but they're promoting NFT nonsense. And I can't get on board with that. Also, USPS, the U.S. Postal Service for getting involved in NFTs. Come on. What is wrong with these people? What is wrong with these places? Like, it's just not a revenue stream. And I don't know why so many places seem to think it is. But I think it'll be dead in a year, less than a year, maybe. Maybe not dead, but like nobody's going to be talking about NFTs in like 2030. Come on. God, I hope you're right. Also, I just want to be clear. The Cancel Daddy is not actually wanting to get rid of the Internet Archive and the U.S. Postal (laughs) Service. We just want them to stop this NFT bullshit because it's bad. We just want to close down their NFT divisions, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, this next one. Yeah. So so we're going to cancel Josh Whedon, which... I don't... Have we canceled him on the show before? I'm sure we have. If we haven't, it's long overdue. It's long overdue. He sucks. I haven't read the new feature because I don't need to, to know how terrible he is. Yeah. So can we also cancel the cis men who are like, if I was Josh Sweden, I probably would have done the same thing. Yeah. (laughs) Like, come on, you don't have... You don't have to say that out loud, man. Come on. You should feel that in your body as shame. (laughs) And instead of empathizing with this horrible abuser, you should think about what you still need to do to be better. And what what growing you still need to do to not be that guy. It's just, it was really gross this week. Like a lot, some of these guys I actually had, had respect for emphasis of the past tense Ooh. and to see them tweeting that stuff i'm like bro like i just totally did a reassessment on you and so did everyone that knows you come on man Whew. and then lastly we're gonna cancel respectability politics oh he's a good one ain't nobody got time for that not at all not at all and if there's something that you want us to cancel You can join our Discord server by signing up for our Patreon at $5 a month. We also have other rewards like getting episodes early. You can find more information on that at patreon.com slash cancelmedaddy. Today's show was made by me, Oliver Ashkline, and my incredible co-host, Caitlin Burns. Daniel Peterschmidt made our theme song and Eden MW designed our graphics. Our show is made possible by the incredible cancelers supporting our work, especially our member in the Canceler Hall of Fame with the great power to cancel all of their enemies, Meg. We appreciate your support. Happy canceling.